Welcome back, Wildcat fans. We got another episode of the Wildcat Alley Podcast. I'm Alex Margatulio, a main man, Juice Thompson. Juice, we got another exciting episode. I feel like I'm saying this for every intro now, but this team continues uh, to defy all odds, break through any barriers that have been thrown in front of them, whether it's the naysayers, the national media, other teams in the conference. You know, this team keeps coming up ahead. And I'm super proud of the guys, and I'm looking forward to a, another exciting episode of Talking Northwestern Hoops with you. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we had a great win at Indiana, well, at home against Indiana, and then continued that momentum all the way through um, with a huge home win against a really high-powered and high-octane offense in Iowa, holding them to a, a staggering 60 points, which is 21 points below their average. So, Juice, we got a lot of hoops to discuss. Uh, we have some word on campus to discuss. The Cats are, are finally receiving that national attention, cracking finally. that top 25 poll. So um, just some opening thoughts for you on the week and, and what has trans- transgressed. Yeah, like you said, we had a couple of big home wins. You know, we're doing a great job of protecting our home court. Obviously, you know, we've had some really huge wins on the road. But to see the guys at home in front of that crowd, the student section is showing up. They're showing out. They're getting on top of the opposing team's players, and they're really that sixth man that we need. And, you know, going forward, we're going to expect a lot of that, and now we're going to go on the road. And, you know, we've been road dogs all year, and I'm not expecting things to slow down. You know, I got a lot to talk about in the Word on campus. You know, got to get in there and mingle with some of the coaches, but, you know, let's get right into it. Let's get into these X's and O's. What do you think of that Indiana game? Yeah, obviously it was a a tale of two halves, but a win's a win, right? First half, we came out firing. We really, we punched them in the mouth. Something that we've talked about all year is getting off to that really good start, especially at home. We came out and were effective early. Our our post traps were crisp and super Mm -hmm. effective and really threw them off their game. And I think that's just a, a... you know, a serious indication of how effective that has been all year and how difficult we are to prepare for uh, defensively because we throw different looks. Sometimes we'll go on the catch. Sometimes they'll go on the first bounce. And you can see uh, TJD in the first few possessions of that game was really anxious to either get rid of the ball or go into his moves really quick. And we've caused some early turnovers that really got us to that uh, that early start and that jump start where, you know, it propelled us to uh, a 19-point halftime margin. Um, but really, it just came down to our de- defense and our attention to detail uh, throughout that scouting report I thought was fantastic, especially in the first half. And then, you know, they caught their groove a little bit. Uh, they were able to make and connect on some of those interior passes that they weren't able to in the first half. They came with a great adjustment after half. And we're able to, to really get their crowd into it at Welsh Ryan. But at the end of the day, our star took over. Boo Booey down the stretch, made all the right plays, got all the switches, and credit to Coach Collins and the coaching staff, putting the ball in his hands, late game, late situation, where you want your senior leader with the ball, with the game on the line, and he delivered. Uh, beautiful jump stop in the lane. Uh, shrugged Trey, Trey Galloway off him. He got away with a little push, but you can't. Little you got to swallow bit, the whistle you know, at that point. You got to let the players make that play. That's how you Twitter, though. That's how you Twitter. Of course. Of course. They're not going <laughs> to give us our credit. But nonetheless, Boo made a, an incredible play and, and made all the right plays down the stretch as well to, to get us in that situation. But a huge play by our senior leader and has really solidified himself as all, all, all Big Ten first team. 
Definitely. I agree. You know, shout out to Boo. You know, I've been high on him since the beginning of the year. You know, I expected him to continue to grow and develop the way that he has, and he's really become a leader, especially on the defensive end. He's in there taking charges, making the right pass. His shot selection has really improved. So I thought he did a really good job. And like you said, the second half, Indiana figured out our traps. They got all those little dump-off passes for some dunks, easy layups. They started to press us. We had some turnovers. But like you said, Boo always had an answer. He found a way to get into that lane, get into that, you know, off two feet, jump stop, get into his floater, make some tough shots. And, you know, from that game, you know, I got to, you know, mention that I was able to sit courtside with my mom. So I had an up-close and personal view. You know, the guys, they they were playing hard. They're talking. And, you know, I have to give a shout-out, you know, Robbie Barron. Even though that Indiana game, he shot 2 for 11 from the three, he did not lose confidence. And you know how important that is, especially the way that you're able to shoot the ball. Even if you miss five in a row, you're the same way. You're still going to continue to shoot. Coaches want you to shoot. That's what you do. And Barron, he didn't shy away. There was one play he ended up making a three. I saw he had that extra pass to someone in the corner, but he took it with confidence and made it. That's huge going forward. You know, Chase, you know, hasn't been, you know, as strong offensively as he, you know, usually is, but he's still there defensively helping us out. But, you know, with that game, I really think the crowd played a big part in that. Yes, it was a lot of red in there, but, you know, it's part of the game. Every team goes on runs. Indiana made their run in the second half, but we found a way to win. And that's something you and I have been talking about all season. Previous years, these are games that we find a way to lose, whether we're battling back or we have a win and teams come back. Those are the games we would have lost in the previous years, but the way the coaching staff has them clicking and going now, we're we're pulling out those close games, those games where we got big leads, and it's exciting to see. So I'm expecting them to keep going forward, and we looks like we kind of got the one up on the Indiana State this year. Yeah, 3-0 and against Indiana. Um, Indiana's Big Ten team, the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, especially for for the 2022-23 uh, season. Uh, but nonetheless, like I, I love the fact that that we stayed together, right? You, you talked about this. We banded together. Indiana made their run. Um, but we just continued to make plays down the stretch. Uh, we stayed together as a unit. And, you know, we were able to, to pull it out. We got the ball with the, you know, the last possession. We were able to get didn't the ball call to our timeout. guy. Mm-hmm. Coach Space Collins today. didn't call timeout. I know. He, I remember he said in the presser, he was like, "Literally, if I would have called timeout, that's what I, that's what I would have drawn up, right? Isolation, yeah. boo, with space, and you know he did his thing, right? And I, I look back to a couple plays previous when he made that right-handed floater from the left side over Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a difficult shot! Um, that ball was like over the backboard at some high. point, kissed it yeah. off the square uh, perfectly, and that was just a huge. Huge moment in the game. And then, you know, obviously, I, th- I think Boo's done a great job. You, you mentioned his defense, but, like, his his rebounding has been yeah. stellar. Yeah. And then, you know, you take a look at how he's taking care of the basketball. Yeah. Last two games uh, against Iowa and Indiana, two very pressure-packed situations. Iowa pressing team. Indiana picked up full court for a majority of the game after they were down early. Two turnovers, 12 assists. Right. Like, mm-hmm. if we're going to be successful, uh, the ball is going to be in Boo's hands. And the fact that he has is averaging just over two turnovers a game, it might be lower than that now, given the last two games, uh, with the amount the ball is in his hands. It, it couldn't be a better recipe for success for us. And now, you know, he's getting that three-point shot down. 
And like I said, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, he has really solidified himself as a first-team All-Big Ten player. I agree. I got him first-team All-Big Ten player, and then I have Chase. I don't know how you deny it. I, you I don't know how you deny it now, Juice. Second you know. place, we have sole possession of second place. You know, his numbers are there. He's leading the team. He's just playing all around. He's having a phenomenal season. Same with Chase. I still have him as the defensive player of the year for the Big for Ten. Sure. For sure. Definitely. So, and with that, you know, as we just talked about taking care of the ball, no situations. We got Indiana. We got that home win. Then we moved on to Iowa, and we did a, an amazing job of taking care of the ball against them. Yeah. Thought our traps were pretty good. And defensively, I feel like we really took Iowa out of their stuff. They wasn't beating us up the court like they were at Iowa. We didn't run out of yeah. gas. And they shot, what, three for 24 from the three. Northwestern really made them uncomfortable. Keegan Murray, you know, the, the crowd really got into him, chanting that his brother was the better one. You know, he was, what, maybe 0 for 6, 0 for 7 from the three. He just yeah, didn't look as comfortable. from the field, 5 of 14 yeah. from the field. So they really made Uncomfortable is work. a good word, right? It made them uncomfortable. Yeah. I think you're right there. You Definitely. And, you know, we threw that first punch, like just like the Indiana game and something you and I have been talking about. We threw that first punch, and unlike Indiana, we did not allow them to come back. Yes, there were some times, you know, one possession I saw, we came down and scored, and right away Iowa ran it down. I think Ty, Ty Berry might have slipped or something, and Boo really got into him. And it I wasn't that, like, yeah. you know, in a negative way. It was, you know, encouraging them. All right, this is what we have to do. If we're going to be a great team after we score, we can't give up an easy basket like that. You still have to stay locked in on your assignment. And to me, you know, that's one of the great signs of a great team. So I really like what we're seeing, what they're doing, and for us to be able to play a complete game for 40 minutes offensively and defensively. That's huge. And as we're getting ready for March, that's great. So is there anything else that you saw from that Iowa game? What stuck out to me – you know, more than more than usual, it was our ball pressure. I know it's been something that we have been good at all year, but a team like Iowa that moves so uh, efficiently and, and, and fluidly and really relies on their movement and um, their ball movement, their body movement, their player movement, we were able to limit them and they looked stagnant, which is something that is very rare from an Iowa team. And I think that comes down to ball pressure. They weren't mm-hmm. getting those easy uh, post entries. They weren't easy. Um, they weren't easy wing passes. Their, their their offense was just out of sorts. And I think it started from you know this is Ty Berry played a, a really like multifaceted game, but yeah. he early on on made baskets. I noticed he was picking guys up three corner court and really slowing them down and keeping them to one side and yeah. not letting them have that transition first pass like up the court. They were having to dribble the ball up the court, you know, 80 feet uh, in order to get into their stuff. So I think that was a huge little minor adjustment that we made that really maybe, you know, threw them off a bit in terms of their timing, their effectiveness, and really what they like to do a lot is get out in transition. I, You know, they had 11 fast break points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, combine that with three of 24 from three, like you mentioned, that's a recipe for success, you know, Iowa is averaging 81 points a game on the year. We held them to 60. So, man, that that's, is that's a tremendous feat. That's how we got to play these teams. Yeah. And we score 80, right? Like if, we're, if we make 10 threes in a game and we get contributions from, you know, Ty scoring double digits, Brooks Barnheiser scoring double digits, Martinelli again coming in, giving great minutes. Um, even when Chase had an off night offensively and was, was sitting in the first half for foul trouble, 
we had those role players, those glue guys come in and make significant impacts on the game. And again, this is just going to propel us forward in March, giving these guys additional confidence, um, allowing them to understand like, hey, they can come in, they can knock down shots as well. And if we make 10 threes in a game, we're going to be very difficult to beat straight up. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, you know, like you said, when our bench players are coming in, there's no significant drop off. They're coming in, they're contributing and they're making, you know, huge plays for us. Martinelli knocked down a wide open three. You know, you got to give credit to Boo. All around great game. And it's they were pretty much setting screens and just letting him go one on one to play. He was hitting his step back, his floater. I love that. And then he was still making the right read. If they came in and collapsed on him, he was kicking out to guys. And, you know, you mentioned Ty Berry, how he's been playing. I really enjoy what I saw from him. Yes, you said, you know, he picked up three-quarter court. But offensively, he drove to the basket one time for a layup. He created his own shot with a pull-up to the right. Yep. Those are things you don't, you know, don't see from him so much. And that was really good to see. Got to the foul line. Yeah. Got to the foul line, too. Showing that versatility. Yeah. So that's huge. And then, you know, Brooke Barnhart, like you mentioned, he's handling the ball a lot. They're putting him in some ball screen actions, letting him create. He's knocking down that three, like you mentioned a few weeks ago. And then yep. big fella, Matthew Nicholson. I tell him every time I see him after the games. Dude, if I, I wish you, I wish we had, you know, a big like yes, we had our bigs, but we, you know, didn't have that physical, strong right. big like that. He was finishing everything in the paint. Sometimes, you know, they're grabbing him like they grabbed LeBron and he was still yeah. finishing. <laughs> yes, you know, we gotta work on the free throws, but you know, he's giving his all defensively. He's boxing out. Yes, no, he's not getting 10 rebounds, but he's in there. He's battling with Wabracha, you know, with Murray. He's doing a phenomenal job. So you really got to, you know, shout him out as well. But all around, I think that was a great team win. Bench looked into the game, cheering. Yeah. Fans were going crazy. And then the coaching staff, you know, you're seeing a lot of enthusiasm and energy from Coach Collins. He's getting into the refs and they're up 20 points. You know, a referee misses a call, he's still getting into the refs. So. That's all been really good to see. And, you know, the Cats looking great, looking great. Yeah, Two home quality wins. We're continuing to roll, Juice. And I'm glad you brought up the bigs, right? Uh, you, you definitely mentioned Nicholson, one of his better games. I loved him finishing through contact. And I loved him catching the ball, right? Catching the ball, gathering and being patient and then going up strong with authority and finishing through contact. Uh, I think that's something that he's been missing, but you could tell he was making a concerted effort on the catch. He was looking for the ball. Props to Boo for getting it to him. He was then looking for the ball, gathering and going up strong with authority. And he obviously was four for five from the field, a couple and ones, and then was really strong on the boards as well as his ball screen defense. And then yeah. need to give a shout out to Titus as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's on a streak of his own right now where he is really coming into his own. He is providing a great boost and, you know, great secondary minutes at that center position. He provides a little bit more versatility than Nicholson does. He's obviously a, a quicker um, a quicker guy out on the perimeter. He has the ability to switch out on guards at times, but I thought he was very effective. He obviously had a, a couple nice little dunks in there, but his activity in, in the ball screen defense, his activity um, – with his post defense and on the glass was terrific. I mean, you know, you look, he may only had, he only had three rebounds, but he's keeping, he's keeping the ball alive. He's getting back taps. Um, and he's just really making winning plays. Uh, he, had, yeah, he had a steal the other night, you know, a couple points. He had that great little running hook across the lane. So, mm -hmm. you know, really just making impact plays on both ends of the floor. So uh, the front line was terrific. I thought.
Definitely. And, you know, this time, you know, like at Iowa, like it looked like we kind of ran out of gas in that second half. And, you know, with that, you know, guys were making some mistakes defensively that they usually don't make going under screens. But this game at home, guys were fresh. We were able to play a complete game for 40 minutes and it worked out in our favor. My man, Alex, moving into scouting report. We have Illinois on the road at Illinois. First time at home, we had some success. What are your thoughts on this game coming up at Illinois? Any key points, matchups that you think we should look into? Yeah, I mean, it's a rivalry game, right? This is our in-state rival. Uh, they're going to be out for blood. Uh, we handle them pretty easily at our place. Uh, the Orange Crush is going to be loud. And State Farm Center is a, a difficult place to play. So uh, I'm, I'm looking for a very entertaining game. I said this when we played them first. I think it's going to be first to 70 wins. But... A couple of matchups that are intriguing to me. Number one, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, and Chase Adige. Uh That is a tremendous matchup. That's a most likely a first-team All-Big Ten um, guard versus the best defender in our conference and, and one of the best in the country. Uh, Chase got the better end of that bargain in, in game one, so I'm looking to see uh, how that transpires on Thursday night. And, and then... Again, we talk about our bigs. How can we handle uh, Dane, uh, Dane Danger? I think that's a huge matchup. We did really well with him in the first in the first game as well. And uh, can Nicholson, can uh, Titus keep him off the glass and keep him uninvolved? Because I think when he plays well, Illinois is really tough to beat. And then uh, can we contain Coleman Hawkins? Uh, when he plays with confidence and he plays with energy, that is a different different ball club. And, you know, he could turn it on and he can give you like a, a triple-double type night. So if we can continue to keep his confidence a little low, you know, I'm looking for a huge assignment out of Robbie Barron to help cont contain him. But obviously it's going to be a team effort. And, you know, I think those are the three most intriguing matchups on my side of the house. Uh, what are some keys or some other matchups that, that you see, um, you know, could be an issue or, you know, yeah. or to benefit? Like you said, you know, it's going to be a team effort. You know, Northwestern, we're fighting, you know, to win the conference. Yeah. You know, we're what, a game and a half behind Purdue. So we have a lot at stake, but the same for Illinois. They're fighting, you know, to really get into that NCAA tournament, fighting for seeding. And both teams, you know, we're trying to get the, that double bye in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. As you know, you know, that's huge. That's important. If you're going to play three, four, or five games in a row, that can be kind of tough, especially going into that, you know, last stretch of the season, going into March. So, mm -hmm. It's a lot on the line. I expect it to be a dogfight, one of those grinded out games. But fortunately for us, we've been in that situation many times this year. And we've been, you know, on the winning end of a lot of those games. So I'm expecting us to, you know, have a great game plan defensively. Offensively, you know, the ball is going to be in booze and chase hands. And it looks like Brooks hands too a little bit because we can mix it up. So I'm expecting our guards to continue to carry us. Those guys coming off the bench continue to contribute and do what they're doing. But we're going to have to find a way to stay together and continue to compete and win games on the road. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, Juice, and I, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, in order to win games on the road, we got to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, we got to stay together. We got to play uh, both ends of the floor, and you know, we got to make big shots, which we've done. And you know, I think we're going to have to do that again as we move into our next game. Another very, very difficult road opponent in the Maryland Terrapins. It's our first time seeing them this year. Uh, they got a new coach, new staff, um, a lot of the same players, a couple new guys in. 
Um, but this team is dangerous and can really run it up on you. So uh, what are some points to the game that you see uh, when we when we face off with Maryland uh, coming up this weekend? Yeah, I would say going in with that chip on our shoulder that we've had. Yes, we're ranked right now, but Maryland, they're 8-0 in conference, you know, at home. Yeah. They've had a lot of success at home in the Big Ten. They're tough to beat. I think their last two games at home were sold out. So it's going to be a hostile environment, pretty much the same at Welsh Ryan, how it's a difficult place to play. Now we're going into one of those environments again, which we haven't been in in a while because what our last three games were at home. So yeah. it's going to be loud. It's going to be noisy. Guys are going to have to be locked in together. And, you know, obviously, you know, they got what Jameer Young, he can flat out score it. So I'm sure, you know, we're going to throw Chase at him, probably boo on him. We're going to throw some different things at him. You know, Nicholson, Titus, they've been doing a great job on ball screens. But I think it's just going to come down to us playing our game, our style of play, even though we haven't seen them twice. But coaching staff has done a tremendous job, you know, preparing the guys. And we're not in that stretch that we were in after that COVID scare, you know, where we were playing makeup games and playing every other day. Now the schedule's kind of slowed down. We have two or three days in between games. So I'm expecting us to still be fresh, come out, play our game, and, you know, keep that game in the high 60s, low 60s, or low 70s at our pace, at our style of play. That's what I think we need to do to be successful. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Maryland's one of those teams that can score points in bunches. I just watched their game against Purdue the other day, and, you know, you can't turn the ball over against them because it's, no. it's going to turn into points. And once they ratchet up that deep, care the ball. Yeah, once they ratchet up that D, and I, I, I've played against a Kevin Willard team when he was at Seton Hall. Uh, they're pressure, they're frantic, they're in your face. They want you to play fast um, and play to their tempo. So if you can control that, um, if you can, you know, make sure that, you know, you're holding on to your poise and getting into your stuff without having that affect you, you can get easy buckets. Right. Like if you, if you break the press and make good decisions, you can get easy buckets. You can play efficiently. And but if you get caught up in that helter skelter type game that they're trying to promote, you know, you can get blitzed real quick. And, and, and it happened to Purdue in a matter of five minutes the other day. It was baffling. They went on like a 26 to two run. Game was over. Purdue couldn't um, couldn't come back. So and then once that crowd gets involved, it's one of those places that you can't even he- like you cannot hear places going bananas um and you know it's a very difficult place to play obviously they're the only team in conference with an unbeaten home record so you know we need to play our game we have to stick to our pace and like you said in the 60s maybe low 70s uh we can come out with that win but in terms of players that i look out for on their side of the house uh Dante scott somebody that feel i feel like has been at maryland forever um yeah. is like a, as a microwave right uh, he yeah. he's one of those guys that if he gets it going, he gets confidence early. You know, he can drop twenty on you real quick. And obviously, Jameer Young, like you mentioned before, is a perennial scorer and can really get it done. And has a, has had a you know an All Big Ten type type season so far. Um, so he's going to have a little bit of a vendetta going against Boo, being you know like hey, like I should be first team. So that's going to be a fun matchup to to see and and take a look at. Um, But I think if we can, like I said, if we could take care of the ball, if we can manage their pressure effectively, we'll be able to get good looks. And, you know, if we can knock down shots, you know, we we land in that eight to 10 three range. uh, I think we're really tough to to stop to be. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you mentioned taking care of that press, you know, that just 
brings my mind back to, you know, that Iowa game. There was one time they tried to press us. Robbie Barron caught it in the middle by half court. Turned around. Big Titus was right there wide open for the dunk. And I know you shouted out Titus earlier. So that play was fresh in my mind, as you mentioned, how we need to handle that press. So seemed like the guys were pretty much calm. Obviously, that Iowa game was going our way. We were in control. But the guys can handle and break that press similar to how they did against Iowa. I think we'll be in pretty good shape. For sure, Houston. It's a tough slate, right? Like, we have two um, two really strong road tests ahead. It's going to test, test our grit, test our character. And again, our backs are against the wall. We may be ranked, um, but it's taken a while for us to get there, right? We're still, you know, we're starting to get that national attention. I think everybody's starting to wake up. So that kind of leads us into our word on campus, right? So the cats are ranked. Finally. The people came out on Monday. We finally got enough votes, 21st overall. Uh, I think, you know, we're probably a little bit better than that in, in terms of, you know, you know, my unbiased opinion and what our resume dictates, right? Like seven quad one wins. Um, we have very quality road wins. We have zero quad, three, four losses. You know, I think we probably could have been in that 16 to 19 range, um, but that's neither here nor there. We're starting to get that attention. And we're going to have a target on our backs now. But I think it's really important and something that you had uh, talked about a little bit earlier is still wearing that chip on our shoulder, right? How do we continue to have that mentality, even though, you know, we know teams are not going to take us lightly anymore. We're right. going to be I mean, somebody that is not going to, you know, breeze by anymore. This is going to be an opportunity for other people to get big time wins, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely. The Maryland's of the world, the, you know, the Illinois, they're fighting for seeding as well. They beat us, you know, they're climbing up the ladder. You know, they're improving their seeding. They're improving their NCAA tournament resume. So all of these games mean a lot. We're obviously fighting for a Big Ten title. Um, and, you know, we have a, a lot to do here. So wanted to Wanted to touch base with you here on the, on the Word on Campus Juice. I know you got some some good inside info for us. Yeah, we definitely, you know, have to stay competitive. Like you said, you know, unbiased opinion. We we should be up there in that 16 to 19 range. So that in itself can also be motivation. Yes, we are ranked. But like you said, we should have been ranked for a while. And now we're getting that national attention. But the guys, you know, as Chase said a few weeks ago, we have to be the hardest playing team in the country. I know they want more, just like you know, everybody knows. They're talking about it in their press conferences. We want people to know that we're not a joke. You know, Boo Boo has said that a few times. Yeah. This is us. We've been here. We have this experience, and, you know, we're a real team. So I feel like we really need to keep that chip on our shoulder to really kind of keep climbing the rankings, solidify ourselves to get that double buy in the Big Ten tournament, and try to really get a, a good seed in the NCAA tournament. We know we're going there. And we just can't be happy with getting to the NCAA tournament. Northwestern is a great program. We're starting to build it up. We should consistently get to the tournament. And let's make a deep run in there. And, you know, on top of that, what's going to help propel us to that and keep us going is our defense. And, you know, after that Iowa game, I got the opportunity to talk to Coach Lowry. And, you know, I commended the defense, gave him so much praise, and told him, you know, make sure we keep that up going forward. And his words are, you know, that's never going to change. That, that's what we hang our hat on. We're going to continue to play that defense. And hearing that, you know, that's reassuring and that's that positivity and that excitement about the defensive side of the court. That's huge. So that's what I got for the word on campus. We're finally ranked. The guys are happy. The student section is going crazy. 
Chick-fil-A after the games, you know. <laughs> I still got a couple of coupons, but a lot of, it seems like a lot of the guys are going there now after the game. So a lot of buzz and excitement going around on campus, and it's still just it's a great time to be a Wildcat and be home present to experience all of this so yeah proud of the guys happy for them but we got a lot more to do 100 percent, and yeah that's a great recap but i wanted to shout out the wild side again uh they've been instrumental in our success over the last couple weeks really providing a difficult environment to play in right uh so i think the administration the student section has been fantastic and and like i said instrumental in in our success over the past few weeks. I thought against Iowa, they were worth probably 10 points, um, at least just with the way they were able to get in players' heads. Um, and, you know, they missed free throws, they missed shots. Yeah, overall, just a, a fantastic experience within Welsh Ryan. And then the marketing team, I thought, did a really cool job talking about Title IX, talking about opportunities yeah. for women in sports. The thing yeah. that they, we did with Billy McKinney Brought me yeah, to congratulations tears. Congratulations to him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That Shout was one of the cooler moments I've ever I've ever felt in a stadium was yeah. when they announced and surprised Bill and McKinney, um, a mentor to you and me alike, Juice, that he is getting his, his jersey retired next year yes. during the season. And that surprise was well very hell for, help, uh, very heartwarming, um, very heartfelt. Yeah. And Obviously, if anyone deserves it, it's Billy. He has been a foundation of Northwestern basketball and the way he carries himself. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a reason why he's the mayor, right? Right, you're right. <laughs> Definitely, he's the man, man. Everybody knows him, loves yeah. him. And he's just so down to earth and humble. He's a, he's a great person. There's nobody more deserving of it than him. So I'm excited to see that. It's, it's great to see that the program is doing that for players now and yeah. moving in that direction like other, you know, conferences and other schools and other powerhouses. So. That's great. You know, I'm excited for him, excited for the school. And let's keep this thing going. Let's let's run this ranking up higher than 21. That's right. We got a lot of work to do. We got four games left on the conference slate and we got the Big Ten tournament. Then we have uh, then we have obviously the NCAAs. So a lot of games left, a lot of room for improvement still. And, you know, I think this team's still hungry, which I think excites me the most is that we, we're going to continue to play with that swaggy and that, and that moxie that has gotten us here so far and you know really hold true to our identity, which is our defense, which is toughness, which is playing together. And, and that's something that uh, Coach Collins and staff have embodied and really trickled down to the players um, coming from the captains, Chase and Boo, and all the way down through the lineup. Uh, it's just really fun to see, and it's been a pleasure following and, and, and talking Northwestern basketball as always, Juice. Definitely. Go Cats. Please look out for us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everywhere you find your podcast. We're here talking about the Cats this historic season and our run to the NCAA tournament. The Cats are ranked. Cats are ranked. Special guests to come uh, on future pods, uh, yeah, hopefully next week. Out. At the earliest. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, looking forward special to Special guests, special Wildcats coming in for you guys. So, yes, stay sir. tuned. Yes, sir. Shout out to our good people at New Amendment, too. You guys are doing a major job providing this platform. So, thank you all. Follow us beyond the Big Ten. I'm Juice Thompson. My boy, Alex Marco Tulio, Shooter Shakes. It's good chopping it up with you, my boy. As always, Juice. Later. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. 
We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.